disasters and the music they make us listen to. And you're joining us for Tragedy Tuesday, our mini episodes between the major disasters about disasters that aren't so mini. Hey ho. The Tuesday episodes are about the ones that aren't mini. I realized the wording was awkward there. Mini-sodes. You get it. You get it. Y'all get it. Y'all get it by now. Yup. So uh, today I'm going to tell you the story about the Latuya Bay Mega Tsunami. Jeez. This might ring a bell uh, because in our Tsunami Terror episode a couple couple weeks back, we talked about, uh, I briefly gave you a little sidebar about the Latuya Bay incident. Okay. But it piqued my interest, so I thought I'd go into it a little bit more. Just get back in the water. Yeah. Well, it's... You know? (laughs) Nah. No. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. Hey, do you hear that sound? The water lapping against the edge of a boat? Do you hear that? Uh, we've we gone yeah. fishing with Bill and Vivian Swanson. Oh, okay. They were fishing in a cove near the entrance of Lutuya Bay. Okay. Yeah. Possibly in Fish Lake. Not actually, but I was looking at a map and there's a little lake right near Lutuya Bay called Fish Lake. That's adorable. That's the first place I go, fish. <laughs> I guess. But or it's kind of like everyone to go there. Yeah, yeah. But it's like when you remember in the episode, the the Fire of London episode, and there's a church that burned down. It was called like the Church of Saint Faith, right? Saint. Try try a little harder. Is there a Saint Faith? Fish Lake. It's like somebody went fishing, caught a fish, and was like, "I shall call this Fish Lake." <laughs> like, call it something. Call it something better. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Latuya Bay is in Alaska. In Alaska. And I'm, I'm about to give you some more details. Okay. So okay. Latuya Bay is a T-shaped bay in southern Alaska. Uh-huh. Uh, it's around 190 kilometers west of Juneau, which is right near the BC border. Okay. For those Canadians. BC is a province. Yeah, like us. Yeah. So uh, technically, it's a fjord, mm. which gave me the opportunity to look up what a fjord is. Yeah. It's a narrow inlet with steep sides or cliffs created by a glacier. That's right. Yeah. You see them a lot in, uh, in Canada, mostly northern Canada, uh, and in Scotland. And indeed, I did with my friend Steve. Oh, did you? Yeah. Cool. Remember Steve? He's come up you a few times You mentioned him? Yeah. yeah. You're I'm making it a goal now. Example that St- of a man. Steve's, uh, Steve's going to get mentioned in anything that I have to say <laughs> okay. about disasters. I'm going to find a way to I've work him in. I've never met. <laughs> it's funny. I always, when you say fjord, I immediately think Norway. Yeah? That's my fjord go-to. I think, uh, I think Monty Python. Oh, the okay. Dead parrot. You, you ever... I that? know that I didn't. I forget about the fjord uh, part. No, he's pining for the fjord. All oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful plumage. <laughs> Remember that part. But anyway, right. yeah. So like uh, <clears throat> Loch Ness um, is actually surrounded by these kinds of cliffs that oh, are carved cool. out by glaciers. I'm not sure if those would technically be fjords, but they are cliffs carved out by glaciers. And judging by the definition that I just gave you, mm. I'd hazard a guess that they're fjords. Good guess. I'm gonna just try Go and milk that. that word, fjord. Fjord. Not often you see an Silent F and a J. J side by side. Not very often. No. So anyway, we're, we're talking about an idyllic July 9th day, fishing in Latuya Bay in 1958. Hmm. It's great. <clears throat> Until 8.15 p.m. Hmm. Uh, when an earthquake with a moment magnitude of 7.8 oh, and wow. a Mercalli intensity of 11 hit Latuya Bay. That's considerable. Well, you, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I have a note here that says, is that a lot? So <laughs> I think seven sidebar, is sidebar. Okay. How big is big? <laughs> so I'm going to talk first about the modified Mercalli intensity scale. I mentioned that it's got like an 11 on the Mercalli. Yeah. I've not heard of that scale. I hadn't either. I had heard of like the Richter scale, but we'll get into that. So it descended the Mercalli intensity scale descended from the Mercalli or the, okay. So I'm talking about the modified Mercalli intensity scale, which is like a more modern version of the original Mercalli intensity scale, which was established in 1902 by Giuseppe 
Mercalli. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, I thought I'd milk it for some Ego. suspense. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's used to measure the intensity of shaking produced by an earthquake based on its effects in a given location. Okay. And more importantly, uh, it's based on qualitative observation of witnesses to an earthquake. Hmm. Which makes me think, like, that's useless. That's why would, subjective. Why would you ever? But it's not useless because they're based on, a, first of all, each level is based on a set uh, criteria reported by observers. Okay. And the reason that is useful is that it helps categorize historical earthquakes that didn't benefit from the from measurement technology. Okay. So if you have like these historical accounts of like, it shook so hard that right. the arches fell, then right, he's right. got like a level in his intensity scale. So you you gather all this information together and yep. look at the consistencies. Exactly. Gotcha, yeah. So gotcha. it's, it's more of like right. a, it's, it's helpful. Um, yes. Because like you didn't have whatever... Um, seismographs mm -hmm. around when Vesuvius erupted, for example. But with the Mercalli intensity scale, you could look at the historical accounts of people that were there and come up with Get a, a level on this scale. Good idea of... So the earthquake that hit Lutuya Bay at A15 uh, was an 11. Right. How many steps do you think this scale has? Hopefully 100. 12. Oh. Yeah. So it was... It's a 12-step program. Pretty, pretty big. Pretty big. <clears throat> yeah. Now I'm going to talk about moment, the moment magnitude scale, because remember it had a 7.8 moment magnitude, okay. which was a new term for me, but it's essentially the Richter scale. Okay. Um, so it's, uh, I, I looked at the, uh, the Wikipedia entry. Sure. Spoiler. Yeah. Got that information from Wikipedia. <laughs> um, That's where I got all of my A lot of geography and math. Super interesting. Go read it if you care about like the super detail, but the take home is that news stations don't bother with anything under a four. Aha. Uh, and the largest earthquake in history hit southern Chile in 1960 with a magnitude of 9.5. Gosh. So we're talking about 7.8. Uh, Eight, essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So big earthquake. Big one. So the earthquake caused... Newsworthy. Yeah. So, the, so, But the reason, like the connection is, if you remember, little flashback on what tsunamis are, right. the difference between a tsunami and waves is that waves are caused by the wind. Mm -hmm. Tides are caused by the gravitational pull of the moon and the sun. Yes. Tsunamis are caused by some kind of um, geological event. Right. So it'll be like an earthquake underwater or something that'll cause massive water displacement that causes these ripples and then you get like these giant waves. Mm -hmm. So it's more. it takes more than a gust of wind to start these. Gotcha. What can also start it is a rockfall. Caused by an earthquake. Okay. That falls into one of the one of the ends of the T in the Lutuya Bay. Ah. If you look at the map, you'll see that like you'll see it's shaped like a T. From the top of a fjord, say. Yes, for example, mm. from hundred meters hundreds of meters up. Oh, in gosh. fact, you could say that uh, thirty million cubic meters of rock fell from a height of several hundred meters. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me translate that for you. Okay. So the Titanic had a volume of one hundred thirty thousand cubic meters. <laughs> uh, so. 230 Titanics filled with rocks fell from the height of the Empire State Building. Whoa! <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so, just, uh, yeah, a lot of rocks fell. Not to go all Joey Lawrence on you, but whoa. whoa. <laughs> and because, like, this was fairly sudden, uh, the rocks fell as a single sheet. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of this happened at once. They, it's not uh, like... Uh, they Michael bayed it. Yeah, they <laughs> did not hold back at all. No. no. This is like, yeah, 
He's a god's booby trap. <laughs> Jeez. So the rocks fell as a single sheet, uh, and they brought the air they displaced with them. So it's kind of like, uh, when you're talking about this scale, it's like uh, you, you have the rocks that are falling, and also you have an additional effect, which is like adding to this mass, essentially, because you're displacing air with oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're going to... It's like a giant cannonball. <laughs> like if you ever look at a slow motion video of someone doing a cannonball, you have like the impact and then there's like that giant bubble that follows you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. what we're talking about. So continue. <laughs> okay, okay. Go on. So it, it produced a wave measuring 30 meters. Okay, right, okay. Which is about 10 stories. Okay. Which uh, I was on the way here, I was taking a look at some of like the, the high rises that we have, like some of the residential high rises and yeah. trying to picture 10 stories. It's a friggin' lot. It's it's high. It's because maybe because we did an episode about the Empire State Building. I'm you know more used to, like you're dealing in numbers of like oh 400 meters tall kind of thing. Right. You're like ah 30 meters doesn't seem like a lot. It's, but if you stand at the base of a building and look up 10 stories, that's <coughs> significant. Yeah, if that's a wall of water coming at you. Yeah, two stories is gonna knock yeah. you on your ass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. At least 10. Forget about Ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. <laughs> so it traveled across the bay and up the slope of the opposite end, causing destruction at up to 520 meters above the surface of the water. Whoa. So if you remember, and this is a correction, I know I'm rarely wrong. <laughs> wrong all the time. <laughs> but I mentioned in the Tsunami Terror episode that this tidal wave, the wave itself was 520 meters tall. That's not... That would be ridiculous. A, a half kilometer wave, now that I think about it, is pretty... It's pretty big. Bonkers. But... This is kind of more terrifying because it's a 10 meter tall wave that ran up a hill. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, like it was caused, it went across and then it like went up a hill. It went half a kilometer up a hill and That's caused destruction. Incredible. So it had quite a head of steam behind it. It, sh it sure did. <laughs> um, and actually what's even more terrifying is two anglers uh, that were in the bay were killed by the wave itself. Okay. So like the, the, the guys I was talking about, um, Bill and Vivian, right. they witnessed this, and we'll we'll get into that in a second. Okay, but there were two other fishermen in the bay, in the bay, and hit by just obliterated. Yeah, yeah. Which like it gave me some hope because when it was when I heard like when I read the eyewitness of Bill and Vivian, right. At first, like you read about like these two fishermen, and then you read about B Bill and Vivian, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, they made it out. Uh. No, the two fishermen died. Okay, Bill and Vivian just saw it happen. From afar. From afar. So okay. someone did experience being hit by a 10 meter tall wave in Latuya, or a 10 story tall wave in Latuya Bay. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunate. So, like I said, eyewitness, 8.15 PM is still daylight this time in, of year in Alaska. Right. So you get a pretty good view of what's going on. Okay. Uh, Bill and Vivian Swanson were anchored near the entrance of Latuya Bay. Okay. And I've got some quotes here from Bill Swanson. Oh, nice. With the first jolt, I tumbled out of the bunk and looked towards the head of the bay where all the noise was coming from. Huh. Oh, I guess that's a good place to start. <laughs> the mountains were shaking something awful with a slide of rock and snow. But what I noticed mostly was the glacier, the one they call Latuya Glacier. Um, I guess this was verbatim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the glacier had risen in the air and moved forward, so it was in sight. It seemed to be solid, but it was jumping and shaking like crazy. Big chunks of ice were falling off the face of it and down into the water. Okay. So, like, he's far away. If you look at, like, the entrance of Lutuya Bay to where this is happening, yeah. that's a big distance, and he can see the thing, like, moving up moving, and down. Like, moving. Yeah, it's not like you feel a tremor. Like, you see the mountain moving and falling apart. 
It's not a sight you see every day. No, no. <clears throat> so the wave started for us right after that, and I was too busy to tell what else was happening up there. Which, fair enough, yeah. when a 30-meter wave is Busy coming your meaning, way, yeah. you're excused, Bill. Yeah, yeah. You're excused. Understandable. Yeah. And then, so it, it hits this, the, the, the hill, and it causes damage up to half a kilometer. Okay. Up the side. So a little history of tsunamis in Latuya Bay. Turns out that this isn't, this isn't an isolated incident. Mm. So in 1854, there was a 120-meter wave. And this one was 30? Did you this say? one was 30. Okay. So there was a wave. A so there bigger. was a wave that was pretty significant. It was like four times the size of this one. Oh my gosh. In 1854. 1899, 61 meter wave, twice as big. Uh, 1936, 150 meter wave. Jeez. I know. So this one's is a ripple. Don't go to Latuya Bay. Don't go there. Don't, Don't ever, fish there. Unless you want to see a mega tsunami. Yeah. And then wait. Let's then get this go gap. there. Go there, wait about 40 years, and you'll probably see another <laughs> yeah. one. Set up camp. So the 1958 mega tsunami is remarkable because it has an eyewitness account. I guess the other ones don't. Okay. Um, and it had the most data collected about it. So that's why uh, we know about like the causes and, you know, uh, as much as we do know about it. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's the Latuya Bay mega tsunami. Good Lord. I know. Imagine being on that water and then I mean, have a nightmare about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 friggin' bonkers. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, I, I I couldn't. I mean, we talked about it a lot in the tsunami episode. But yep. just the idea of this wave coming at you—that's taller than five of your houses. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> what and, can you do but just? Well, um, yeah, and that's uh, it for me. What we talked about a lot in the <clears throat> tsunami uh, episode is uh, like, for, first of all, this the wave in size is comparable to the one that uh, that hit in that episode. Yeah, um, obviously, more life was lost there because it hit like the coastal Japan. Sure, talking like tens of thousands of people died there. Here, mm. you're talking about you know two fishermen died. Right, not that bad. But what terrifies me here is that if this had hit like near a population center, the fact that it had so much momentum that it could climb half a kilometer up a hill. That's nuts. Can you imagine watching that? It sounds almost like, it sounds like a cartoon. Yeah. Like a wave climbing a hill. Yeah. And never breaking. Yeah, exactly. That's so weird. So if this had hit like a population center, it's like one of those hypotheticals, like with the plague of Athens, if a plague had hit in like a major population right. center. Right, Like if this had hit somewhere where it's like, oh, we're up on a hill. We got this. You don't got this. You don't. Quite got Nature's this all the time. Nature's got you. <laughs> yeah. Nature's got its tricks. Yeah. So in terms of the music that made me listen to, uh, mm. we're listening to it on the way here a little bit. It's that uh, band called Master Boot Record or Master Boot Record. Right. I'm not sure how to pronounce that because he bases all of his sort of uh, aesthetics on like classic DOS prompt kind of stuff. Right. So it makes me, <clears throat> makes me think it's Master Boot Record. I don't know. Record. Uh, the song is called IRQ2 Cascade. Hmm. Again, another <laughs> DOS reference <laughs> from the album Interrupt Request from 2017. So it's kind of like industrial cyberpunk. I don't know if that's what you'd call it. You heard it a little bit, but it was pretty like... Yeah, it's... What I really find interesting is like the sound that he uses that... I guess it kind of takes the place of the guitar sound. Sounds exactly like the five and a quarter floppy drives. Like it's got that like... Yeah, it's just... It's super cool. Check it out. He's, yeah. on, he's on Bandcamp. Um, and the reason that I picked it, I mean... Like I said, with these Tragedy Tuesdays, I'm kind of picking the music that I'm listening to now to share. Um, but it kind of fits as well because there's kind of like a quick intro that jumps right into a relentless pummel, <laughs> which is kind of like this, yeah. right? You're like, out of nowhere, you get this earthquake, you have this giant 
freaking 230 Titanic's big rock Kill. slide. Yeah. Uh, and then this giant wave. Kill just, climbing wave. Yeah. Just <clears> like <throat> relentless. Yeah. Just um, chaos until yes. it subsides. Yeah. Move or die. Yeah. So you probably heard some of that. Uh, and that is my Tragedy Tuesday. Nice one. And that was a disaster. Good one. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe to us and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, the more stars, the better, if you think we deserve it. I think five's a good number to <laughs> five stars because, I mean, why not? Uh, if you want to follow us, keep up with uh, what we're talking about. We're on uh, social media, Twitter and Instagram at This Disaster Pod, and you can find us on Facebook as well. And uh, join us next week for our next major disaster. Mm. Can't wait.